0: I have a video for you. I like a video every once in a while because sometimes it will say things that I want to say, but maybe they say it better. Or maybe you receive it from other people and from me, and maybe you receive it a little better. So I've got a Joyce Meyer for just a few minutes, and she's going to be talking about the some of the stuff that's happening in the U.S. So hit play.
1: We have some special stuff going on in the world today. And uh, there's a big push from a lot of different places for Christians to be closet Christians or to not be Christians or to shut your mouth or don't stand up, don't you dare go against the flow. And I believe that we're making a big mistake if we buy into that. I believe that God wants us to be bold and courageous. And let me just say that sinners are not quiet about what they want. And it's amazing that there's these little small groups of people. That want to take away our rights and freedoms and they keep at it and 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 keep at it until they just finally end up getting what they want and so we need to keep at it and keep at it and keep at it and keep at it and keep at it can I just tell you this and be very plain believers in Jesus Christ are the only hope that we have today of not losing our Christian rights in this country. Amen. I would have never, ever, ever thought 50 years ago that I could live to see what's going on today. I mean, the world has changed so dramatically in 50 years that it is absolutely shocking. And so we need to learn that we are gonna stand up against what's going on in the world today and refuse to bow down, to bow down. The devil's always wanting us to bow down. The devil said to Jesus, if you'll bow down and worship me just once and the enemy presses us to compromise with the world so we can get along with them. Come on now, I said he presses us to compromise with the world so we can be accepted and get along with them. That's why it's important for me to talk to you today about realizing that you can survive rejection if you have to. You can survive the rejection of people, but you cannot survive losing your relationship with God by being a coward and giving in to what the world is making demands on us for. God is with us. He's with you. And He's depending on you. And He's depending on me. And this is a time for us to shine, shine, shine.
0: Amen. Turn the lights up. Let's get our Bibles out. Do you agree with that? Yes. I do too. Matthew chapter 5. Oh, I want to talk about that tonight. And, and I'm gonna tell you why, turn me down a little bit. Mike, I'm, I'm bouncing off of walls It might be reverb. Turn to Matthew five and let's talk about salt and light. I saw a a, a brother in the Lord the other day, and it was a prophecy. He was prophesying about America. And he said, he said, God is about to take a salt shaker to the church. And we need to. Now, I'm going to start off. We're going to talk about being right, being salt and light in the world. I agree with what she said because the church, you know, we we hear this word on YouTube and videos and Facebook, the silent majority. Why are we silent? You know, they say, well, we'll we'll raise our voice in the polls, in the voting booth. I think you need to raise your voice before you ever get to the voting booth. And I think, and I'm going to say this because I'm going to read some stuff to you, because you're not accustomed to hearing the preaching that God is wanting to bring. Your ears are not accustomed. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means your ears are not accustomed to hearing it. Now, what do I mean by that? I told you this over a year ago that the prophets ministry will take the precedent now. We've been in a teaching revival where you're sitting down and learning truth. And a lot of it is Jesus loves me and the goodness of God and and we're blessed. All that's true. There's nothing wrong with that. There's more in the Bible than that. And society has suffered because the church has not been salt and light. We're not dealing, nor are we confronting, what's happening in the world. I remembered when they wanted to do the bathroom thing here in Orlando, where little boys can go in little girls' bathrooms, and I mean, the church said nothing. I mean, nobody raised a voice, and I was quite shocked. Now, people have accused me of being bold. Thank you. I thought I'd get a reaction. But bold is not arrogant. Bold is a pot. The Bible says the righteous are bold as a lion. We need to we need to understand that Smith Wigglesworth was bold. Um, Joyce Myers is bold. Kenneth Copeland is bold. um, Rodney Howard Brown is bold. Mark Hankins is bold. There's nothing wrong with you being bold. There is something wrong with you being a pain and an arrogant. And I think that sometimes people think that quiet is love. Well, I'm just going to be quiet and pray for them. Well, that is not what Jesus told you to do. But I think that we've gotten so accustomed to wanting to be accepted by people that we don't raise our voices. What will they think? And and I'm going to defend myself here for a second. When I preach on living right, this church goes quiet. If you are living right, you wouldn't be quiet. Then start living right. I had a person make a statement to me. I don't want people to know what I'm doing. Why not? I want to tell you this. I don't care if anybody in this church follows me around 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Goes home, goes through my notes, my notebook, my my videos. You can go. You can look anywhere you want to look. You you won't find dirt because there isn't any there. I have nothing to hide because I just don't do it. If anything, I'm probably. Too holy. I mean I'm almost I'm almost boring. Almost. I mean I'm I mean when I tell you about movies we watch, we we'll, we might watch we watched Pride and Prejudice again the other night for the fiftieth time because it's the only movie that has any character in it and nobody's jumping in bed and there's nobody naked running across the screen and And so you can look at all my videos at home. You can dig anything out of of anywhere you want to. And you you won't find anything in there. uh, If it's it's R-rated, it's a war movie. And someone shot someone. I mean, that's kind of about the extent. So, you know, if you don't want somebody to know what you're doing, don't do it. And so, you know, the church has gotten to the place where I don't believe you understand what it's going to take to turn the nation around. And again, I hear this. I'm going to read my scripture in just a second. I hear this. I don't hear it in my ears. I hear it in the spirit. When I'm preaching on living right, people go, I don't have to put up with this. There's a church down the street where they're going to sing Kumbaya night. And you need to be in churches where they worship God. We need worship services. But that's, if that's all that there is in your... You know, it's kind of like sticking your head in the dirt and pretending like the world's not bad. That's not going to cut it. No. All right, let's read. Let's read the word. Are you all ready? Because I want... Let's look and see what Jesus said. Matthew 5.10. And it's okay to quote Jesus. I, I think it's quite okay to quote Jesus. 5.10. blessed are those who are persecuted... For righteousness' sake. Not persecuted because you're not nice. Persecu- like the Jehovah Witnesses, they're persecuted, they say, for righteousness' sake. They're persecuted because they're wrong. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, and great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets that were before you. How would you like to have John the Baptist come preach here one Sunday? I would, but I honestly think that there would be people who would get up and leave. I'm going to tell you something else, and I don't think you would agree with me. I, I, I will tell you this. If Jesus Christ himself came and preached, people would leave the church. They'd get up and walk out of the church. Because we've created a God in our image, and it's not the guy in the Bible. The guy in the Bible was a pretty strong man, and he was a no-nonsense, and he got kicked out of a few churches. Amen. Amen. Smith Wigglesworth says, um, if people, if you don't make people glad or mad, God doesn't speak through you. That's a powerful statement. And Smith Wigglesworth was never uh, allowed in a denomination. No one would have him because he was very unconventional. If you want to get people healed, you might have to slap a couple folks. Amen. People come up to get healed and he'd say, prayed for you last night. Go sit down. (laughs) But that's the kind of man it takes if you want to get healed. Amen. All of the healing revivalists were the same. Now, we're not accustomed to that. Let's move on. For you are the salt of the earth. If salt loses its flavor, one translation says savor, how shall it be seasoned? If you then, it is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. You are a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. What does that mean? That means that we're supposed to, our our life is supposed to be affecting the city. It's not affecting the city if you're quiet. Everybody in the city needs to know what we believe. Everybody, mayor, congressman, everybody needs to say, oh, word of life, I can tell you exactly what those people believe. And you need to not be ashamed of what you believe. You need to decide right now that somebody's not going to like you, so pick your friends. Someone is not going to accept you. And if the world has accepted you, you're not doing good. You know, if you don't have enemies, there's something wrong with your walk with God. Amen? All right. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. You don't light a lamp, lamp and then stick it under a basket so the light doesn't shine. God did not place a church in the city so that no one would know it's there. He didn't fill you with a Holy Ghost so nobody would know what you believe. Every place I have ever worked, everyone knew who I was the boss the boss's wife the boss's kids i mean i mean i was a household word and everybody went that's the preacher that's that christian that's that holy roller that's jimmy swaggert <laughs> if you don't have a reputation like that why don't you if they wanted help, they call if they criticized me until they needed help, and then they came to found me when they needed prayer. And I'm talking about every place I've ever worked since I got saved. Okay, I'm not talking about I'm getting on their nerves just to get on their nerves. I'm actually trying to help them and did. Let your light so shine before men, they'll see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Do you think I came to d- destroy the law and the prophets? I did not. Surely I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, one jot or title will by no means pass from the law. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom. Whoever does and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom. And I say to you, unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you'll no wise enter the kingdom. Now look now at Matthew 10. Let's, let's go on and, and let's polish this up a little bit. Matthew ten twenty four. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It's enough for a disciple to be like his teacher and a servant like his master. If they've called the master Beelzebub. Now, Beelzebub means Lord of the dunghill. They said Jesus was full of S. Now, you might think that nobody, that's the way the Jewish nation talked about the Lord Jesus Christ, because even though he went preaching and healing people, his friends were all lowlifes. He didn't have a friend in high places anywhere. That's why they nailed him to a cross and killed him. His own church kicked him out because he got up and said, I'm the Messiah. That didn't go over real well either. Amen? Amen? All right, let's go on with this. I want to read this. Um. If they, if they called the master of the house, Beelzebub, how much more would they call those of his household? That would be you. Therefore, don't fear them. There's nothing covered that will not be revealed and hidden that will not be known. Whatever I tell you in the dark, speak it in the light. And what you hear in the ear, preach it on the housetops. There's no place for you to be quiet about what you say you believe right now. Amen? Do you think America needs that? Yeah, don't fear those who kill your body or a bug. They cannot kill your soul, but rather fear him who's able to destroy soul and body in hell. I wonder how many times Jesus preached on hell. A lot. A lot. If I, you know, and I noticed this the other day. I came in here and I made a statement on a Sunday morning about the word hell. This whole church went quiet. You mentioned hell in a church. Everybody you know that hadn't accepted Jesus, is not walking him, going to hell forever and forever and forever. Why? Why is it that you haven't talked to them about that? Is that okay with you that they go? Well, it ain't my fault. Well, it might be. You might be a coward. Thank you. Love is not being quiet. It's not love. Being quiet is actually just being a coward. Now, I'm not talking about going around and getting in people's faces. Where you walk into your kid's house, you're all
1: going to hell.
0: Oh, they've heard you do that before when they were growing up. But I'm talking about the fact that everybody ought to know who you are and what you believe. And there may be times in your life you sit down with people you know and love and go, do you realize that what you're talking about is completely unacceptable? Right. Now, right now in this election, I want to ask a question. Why do we all have Christians that go to this church that have no idea what's going on. It's because you've chosen to be ignorant. And that is wicked. It is wicked for you to not know. What's happening. You not know, well, I, don't, I don't want to know. Why don't you want to know? You're a voting. You vote. You should know what's going on. You should understand the platform. Well, I mean, people have said to me, well, there's corrupt politicians in every camp. Yes, there are. But not every politician's voting the same. Do you understand the platform? Mur- abortion is murder. Homosexuality is, is wicked. It's, it's corrupt. It's not okay. Well, I wouldn't vote for Trump because I don't like his attitude. Well, it, why, why did it take God to have a man with, a, with some scrotum to finally stand up in an office and turn this nation around from a bunch of wicked idiots in Washington that this nation voted in? I thank God that he's got some backbone. I don't want to follow a man to war that has no character, no backbone. I'm not following a man in the army that has no backbone. If I'm, if I'm meaner than he is, I'm the boss. Do you understand that? You need the baddest dog in the pack to lead it and the baddest dog in the pack acts like a bad dog. but now, now no one hired him for, for pastor. He's not the pastor of the nation. Now do I now listen I'm talking about I'm talking about platforms here. We're talking about things that are going in this nation. You know, you can't vote socialism and communism in because you don't like his attitude. I don't like his attitude either but I'm not going to have socialism and communism in my nation because the first thing they're going to do is shut down churches. They're doing it now. They're doing it now. They're doing it right now. I mean, um, what's his name, Colorado, Uh, Andrew Walmax, in a lawsuit because he's allowed to have people in his building as long as he doesn't open a Bible. Sue them. Sue them all. Who voted that idiot into being a governor? Who voted that guy in? I mean, it's time for the church to stand up and go, hey, no, I'm not... You know, I was watching the video one day on on YouTube about a bunch of Antifa came down and there was a bunch of uh, rednecks came down and the rednecks outnumbered them five to one and Antifa went home. (laughs) I went, well, by God, it's about time. And you know, that's frowned on. Well, you know, we don't want no violence. Well, we, I don't. But don't come in my house in the middle of the night because you're going to get some violence. Amen. You know, I don't carry a gun because I like to kill people. I carry a gun because I don't like to be killed. It's just not, you know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure this out. When, the, when I see videos and they're snatching people out of their cars and, and throwing them on the street, not you won't snatch me out of mine. I got 20, 20 reasons you shouldn't. And then I got another box in the console if I can get to it. Folks, I know that sounds crazy to this world, but you know what I'm preaching on at the next RAM event? Gun safety. Not the Bible. The pastors and their wives want to know how to shoot. Lordy mercy. Are everybody woke yet? Are we woke? You know, the bad thing about running around with me, you're liable to start acting like me a little bit. Like, yeah. hey, amen. amen. All right, let's, let's read this rest of this. Where did I stop? Um, verse 30, or 2 oh, let's look at 31. The very hairs of your head are numbered. Don't fear them. You are more valuable than many sparrows. Whoever confesses me before men, I'm going to confess before my Father in heaven. Whoever denies me before men... I'm going to deny you before my Father. Not everybody is going to heaven. If you're ashamed of Jesus and his words now, you're not going. Hello? Well, they might have accidentally gotten saved. They didn't. Now, understand something. There's a lot of people that have done things wrong and messed up in life. And they died. They went to heaven. God's a merciful God. I'm not talking about Christians who mess up. I'm talking about people who have said no to Jesus. You want Jesus? No, I do not. You understand that? Okay. And they're out there. Do not think I came to bring peace on the earth. I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword, a glock. And I came to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a mother in law against her daughter in law. Now, listen to this statement. A man's enemies will be those in, in, uh, they'll be under the roof of your house. Why is that? Why is that? You start walking with God, your family members, your your light is going to bother them. Do you understand that? You're going to get up and go, I'm going to church. And they're going, No, you're not. Well, yes, I am. Well, I know enough that a woman should submit to her own husband. Well, as unto the Lord, darling, I'm leaving. And if you lock me out, well, then I'll go to my mother's and, um, and you know, forget that. Just don't even look for no biscuits because I ain't coming to cook you none. Amen. Just, you understand, you're, if, you're, if you're going to live for God, it's, it's going to create problems. Now, I, I can remember when, when I was younger and, and in my first marriage, we had a problem every Halloween, I said, well, I'm not in favor of the girls dressing up like the devil. They can dress up like angels. they are little angels, and, and they are just princesses, and they can go if I take them, but I'm not turning them loose in the streets alone with a devil costume on. Well, you're just too hard. No, I'm righteous. The Bible is a very righteous book. And there's other things that I protested, and, and it didn't go over well. well. Yeah. Like my daughters are not going to prom with the clothing on their body that would fit in an aspirin bottle. Yeah. Come on. I understand male hormones when you're 18, and it's not happening. Yeah. Oh, they'll be back by 2 in the morning. They ain't leaving. You Understand that didn't go over real well. You know, some of the biggest problems you're going to have is going to be in your house. I got news. and y'all are going like, "W at home, close the door and go, "I love Jesus, you come to church. <laughs> well, we know, been there, done that, bought the T-shirt. We know what's going on behind closed doors. But let me tell you something. It's going to be about righteousness versus unrighteousness, and the people in your house can straighten up and repent and get right with God. they don't have the right to tell you, you don't. Now listen to this next statement. He who loves his father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. I don't care what your mommy said. I don't care what your daughter said. He who, he, he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. He who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. He loses his life for my sake will find it. And he receives me and receives you and receives him receives. He receives the prophet in the name of prophet. He goes on and gives this list. And I think you understand what he's saying here. It's not okay to be a closet Christian. Come out of the closet. The gays came out of the closet. You come out too. If they're not ashamed of their perversion, you stop being ashamed of Jesus. Amen. Now, the other thing is we don't have to drink beer and smoke dope to be like them to win them. Why would they want our God if, your God can't, if our God can't change me? Why would, he, why would you think he could change you? everybody want to know about my sex life when I worked construction? I just said nada. Nada your business. But I said nada. Listen, when I wasn't married, there wasn't any sex life. Well, how do you do it? Say no. no. <laughs> Amen. I mean, okay, come on. And they think you're crazy. All right, let's move on. Mark 8. Let's go a little deeper here. Y'all okay? I, I'm actually trying to make this into a real positive message, but um, <laughs> I have some things I really need to say. I, I mean, there's a few things here I really need to just say. Them. Mark eight thirty-eight. Jesus needs you. He needs your boldness. He needs your light. America needs you. Verse 38, Whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous, sinful generation of him, the son of man will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his father with his holy angels. You understand that right now there are politicians who are anti-God. They, say, they said so. I said this the other day and it got me in trouble, but I'm going to say it again here. When I say that Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization, I didn't say black people are Marxist. I love black people. I love brown people. I love people that are kind of half white and half black like those guys. They're kind of, we're not sure I'm not sure they're, are they gray? Are they just kind of a, they're shady. But listen, listen, any born again Christian love Jesus your skin don't mean squat. We love you. We don't care if you're burnt or not. I'm joking. I'm joking. Don't, that's a black joke. That's all. I mean, listen, I don't care if you're chocolate or vanilla. It don't matter to me one way. We got a white guy right here. He's darker than you are. And he's a white guy. He's actually, I'm starting to wonder about you a little bit. Are y'all out there as you go home? It, it, why is it we can't bring up the term Black Lives Matter without people getting offended? I'm not anti-black, but I'm not pro-Marxist burn a building down either. Are y'all out there? Did you go home? You got to learn to stop. And, and so you don't want to say anything to anybody because they're going to get all bent out of shape. Well, here, here's a news for you. Get bent. Because why is it that you, why, why don't you know what's happening? And all of the kids in the street burning buildings down are white. It's not the, it is not the protesters. It's Antifa. They're not black people anyway. They're just spoiled rotten little white brats is what they are that never had an upbringing. Okay, I'm getting too strong now. And you know what? I mean, everybody's afraid to even bring up the subject. Because, I mean, I, I, you offended me. You don't know what it was like to go through in the 60s. Well, honey, I got over the 60s. Why don't you? Do you know Jesus was mistreated? Bad. I think he got over it. Folks, I think sometimes we just, I think we need to sit down with people and just go, why do you act the way you act? I mean, I know that you're upset at me for asking you that, but why do you act the way, you're a born again Christian, why do you act the way you act? I mean, let's, why why can't we have conversations? Come on, I'm, I'm doing real good here, I want you to listen to me. When I worked on an all-black crew, we had conversations. We had good ones, and we, had, we talked about the Ku Klux Klan. We talked about lynchings. We talked about the fact that black people don't know who their daddy is. That was brought up by, that was a joke among the, you know, they all, all the black guys said, well, we don't know, we don't, we don't celebrate Father's Day when nobody of us know a daddy of and that, they're the ones that brought the joke up. I didn't. And, I, and see, we sat as men and we talked. And then I opened up a Bible and they'd get up happy sometimes. They'd get up mad sometimes. And some of them got born again. Omar Walker, the guy that was the, was the uh, uh, black, black Panther, he ended up pastoring a church before he died. Lisa and I let him, got him back and right in fellowship with God and got him filled with the Holy Ghost. And he looked at me one day and he said, Morgan, I don't know what you got, but I want what you have. And this is a man I worked with. That, that means he knows, he knows me. Eight hours a day. I'm with him more than I am Lisa. And after a year of working with him, or two years, he goes, I want your relationship with God. And we had, we had tough conversations, but he can't go home. He's working. See, at church, I'm at a disadvantage because you don't like me. You just change churches. It's real hard to just change jobs because you don't like the people you work with. I mean, in this this nation, ladies and gentlemen, we, we really need to sit with people and just talk about stuff. Just because someone has a different view than you doesn't mean you can't sit and listen. You don't need to talk with your fingers in your ears. I have have friends that seriously need a talking to. I took my grandson out the other day, Cody, and I said, I'm not preaching to you every time I come with you. But I'm fixing to open my Bible to you, boy. (laughs) And I read him some scriptures. And I said, you're a young man and I'm going to have a talk with you. I said, you're going to start seeking first the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I love you, and i bind you coffee, and I gave him a big hug, and I didn't kiss him, but I almost did. <laughs> you know, listen, there's times you just need to sit with people and go, this is unacceptable behavior. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And I know that you don't like me right now, but it's okay. Go tell all the other grandkids. That's fine with me too. <laughs> tell them they ain't getting nothing for Christmas. <laughs> Because I give them more than they give me. I can tell you that. I always give them a lot of good stuff. All right, let's go to Revelation 21.7. Did I say Mark 8? Did I even read that? Yeah. All right, go to, go to Revelation 21.7. Um, I can only handle about so much Facebook. And then I want to throw the phone away. And I always say, hey, it's not, they can't be that many stupid people on this planet. Now, this is, this is a scripture that I have read before, and it's always been a concern of mine. It's really helped me with my walk. He who overcomes will inherit all things, and I'll be his God, and he'll be my son. But the cowardly, is it on the screen? What's the first thing he mentioned? Coward. I, I, may, I took a video in there for the men, to banner brothers, where John Hague was preaching on God hates a coward. We're dealing with a lot of cowardly people in this nation right now. It, it is time for men to be men. Raise your families for Jesus. Get in church. Amen. I mean, we ought to see that you love Jesus by the way you show up to church with the Bible and you lead your family in righteousness. No, you're not a good Christian sitting home. I don't care who you are. Well, I can get it on the video. No, you can't be a good Christian on watching me on YouTube. You, you get off of YouTube, you get off the thing and get in here and sit in a seat. The cowardly shall inherit all things and I'll be as God. The cowardly, the unbelievers, the abominable, the murderers. He's got got cowardly in there right beside sexually immoral and sorcerer and idolaters and every liar. It's not, it's, Jesus said, if if you're ashamed of me, you you cannot be a Christian. You cannot be, there's no such thing as a secret agent Christian. All right. Go to, go to Acts 17 and I want to read this. Um, the word on the street is be quiet. If you have an opinion, keep it to yourself. That's, that's politically correct talk now. Be quiet. We don't want to hear it. Shut up. Well, I'm going to tell you something. We need to raise our voice. This whole mask thing. Me... Folks, stop for a little bit. The mask is .125 diameter. Corona's .003. That's a chain-link fence trying to stop a BB. If you wear a mask, you're an idiot. unless they're making you to get food. But if you're one of these people running around chewing everybody out because they ain't got one on, you have something seriously wrong with you and someone needs to have a serious adult conversation with your mind. Why are you so ignorant? Why are you walking around blindly following everybody on the planet because somebody up there in the New World Order told you you needed to wear a mask? Listen, God gave you a brain. Use that thing. Find out what it does and it was done to get you to follow what they told you to do. That's all it was for. There is nobody sitting in a doctor's office with that mask on. That is a dust mask to stop you when you're cutting logs. Nobody in, nobody in the hospital is wearing one of them stupid little masks. It wouldn't stop a disease if you, if you sh- spit on the thing. Why don't you know that? Why are you ignorant of truth? Why is it that this has been going on for over a year and you still don't know what's going on? It's called control. It's the new world order. There has been less than 10,000 people die of the coronavirus. Less than 10,000. And none of them in their house, only in a hospital. Why don't you know this? And yet when I said we're leaving our church open, people were like, oh, we got to be safe. The doctors, quarter of a million people die in hospitals. That's the deadliest place on the planet. I mean, I know, I know this might not... You now, I already told you you were going to kind of like... Oh. Oh, I've, now, I'm going to read your scripture about being offended. <laughs> they that love thy law. Yeah. Psalm 119, 165. Nothing shall offend them. Yeah. If you're offended, you don't love the Bible. That's why you're in the boat you're in. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody ought to be able to look at you and go, Why are you doing this? And you go... Oh, oh, you hurt my feelings. Why are your feelings on your sleeve anyway? So what happens when they come around with the, with the vaccine, darling? I mean, if you've got to wear the mask, you're taking the vaccine. Well, I lose my job. Well, what are you going to do when they tell you you're going to lose your job, you don't take the vaccine. Start a garden, baby. I mean, if people have lived a long time off the land. You know that during the war, the the Germans and the Americans, we have a lady that comes to this church occasionally. They live up in um, uh, um, Paisley. They, They lived underneath their house for over a year, maybe two, and they lived out of a garden. You can live out of a garden. And we got water everywhere. There's fish everywhere. Now, you might change your diet and lose a little bit of weight, but that might be okay for a few of us. I'm not, I'm not saying everything's going to get that bad. I'm just, I'm just telling you, you've got to quit being afraid. Start acting like maybe God really didn't lie about this whole thing. Amen? And, and the reason why is, why are we not even talking like this? Why is it that we're not able to even have these conversations? People are afraid. All right action 17 let's go over there i'm glad i'm not stopping right now because y'all are already i've already got a few people i can feel the vibes i mean it's like in the room just it's coming it's okay they you know they threw jesus out i mean you know mark Hankins says when they throw you out of a church get out in front of them and, and make it look like a parade Folks, we've got to have some. We've got to have some. Listen, if you call yourself a Christian, please start acting like it. All right. Do you understand that everybody has gone through trouble? You don't know what I went through. You don't know what I went through. And what if, why is that defining you? Why is your past defining you anyway? I'm de- why, why don't we let the word define us? Who I am in Christ defines me. All right. You know, I was married before to Ashley's mom. That has nothing to do with my marriage to Lisa. I'm not sitting around putting my thumb on my wife because of my past marriage. Don't put your thumb on us because of what you went through 20 years ago. Do y'all get that? Y'all understand that? It's like somebody needs to have this conversation because this rhetoric is insane. All right. Let's read this. Acts 17.10. The brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. And when they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more fair-minded than the Thessalonians. In they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were true. It says in the King James that the Bereans were more noble than the Thessalonians. Now here's what it says. And listen to me. If you're sitting in here and you have a difference of opinion with me, why don't you go home and get a Bible and find out whether I'm right or not? Instead of just getting upset about it. Why don't you, listen, I would love to go to a Baptist church and preach on the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Wouldn't that be fun? It would be fun. And them sit there and say, we're going to get our Bibles out and see if you're right. I mean, I'd think I'd die and go to heaven. And it would do them good because I am right. Do y'all listening to me? Now, one of the things I love about Andrew Womack, Andrew Womack does not believe in, there's things he doesn't believe. And he's got teachers in his school that believe the opposite. And they're still in his school. They're, they're professors. And he'll stand up in front of everybody and go, Well, I don't agree with his doctrine, but y'all listen to him because I might be wrong. You, you guys have a brain. You, you you can figure stuff out. So then Andrew made a statement that he went to a meeting and a guy got up and started preaching on something he totally didn't agree with. He said, I took notes on him. I wanted to know, am I wrong? That is noble. That is noble, guys. You know, it would be nice if sometimes you could sit with someone and they go, wait a minute. I didn't agree with you, but... I'm going to find out if you're right. I'm going to, and what, what would happen, I've sat under people and listened to them, and after an hour, when I left, I was more solidified in my belief than when I sat there. In other words, they didn't say anything that convinced me otherwise. And I followed them in the Word, and, I, and then I put question marks. But you know what? Why not have a little nobility about you and listen to somebody who thinks different than you do? How are you ever going to learn anything if all you ever run around is your little ducks? And all of you are just ignorant little ducks. This little duck, this little Baptist duck, and you got little Methodist (laughs) ducks, and you got little Pentecostal ducks. I, I actually read books by other men. I read Wesley, I read Lutheran, I've read all kind of stuff that's not my camp. David Wilkerson totally disagrees with Kenneth Hagin on prosperity. As a matter of fact, he, he rants and raves about it. And David's wrong. But I listen to David because when, he, when that anointing hits him, he can hit it dead on the money. You don't throw him out because everything he preaches is not correct. Are y'all out there Did you go home? You don't know anybody who's, who their doctrine's perfect except me. <laughs> and it took all the humility I had to tell you that. <laughs> but I will tell you this. I've had times when I went back and what I preached five years ago and I got the tapes and threw them in the trash. And it was junk. Are y'all out there? Did you go home? I'm not against, if you're not growing, something's wrong. Okay. We ought to all be growing and we ought to be, and I'm not saying you run around and believe everything everybody says. Check them out. It says the, the Bereans checked Paul out. Is what he's saying right? Is this right? It is sweet to sit with someone and, and have an adult conversation. I don't want to talk to you like this. When you got your fingers in your ear and you're talking to me about what you believe. That's not a two-way conversation. This is a one-way and I don't want to, I'm not interested in that. But if you've got enough character about you to listen to what I say, we'll talk. And I've had times when i sat and listened to people and didn't agree with most of what they said. And they said something and I went, my God, I've been wanting the answer to that all my life. And he just gave it to me. And it was in the middle of a whole bunch of junk. <laughs> God still uses donkeys. Amen. Come on, y'all. Let's just shout a minute. Amen. Glory to God. Jesus is Lord. All right. I'm going to read something out of a love book. Are y'all ready for this? Love does not demand its own way. It's not irritable or touchy. All right, I'm going to correct y'all. I come along and I say, that mask is too... Why are you so touchy? It's carnal, childish flesh. Grow up. Let someone talk to you about something you don't agree with that you've fallen apart. Yes. That is why we have people in this church that are still babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean you better say it sweet. <laughs> well you know Joel Osteen don't say it that way. I know he don't. <laughs> but John Hagee does, so just change channels. <laughs> I tried to be diplomatic one time. It I try I worked at it. The other day I was trying to be so diplomatic like I got home and I said, Lisa, how's my sermon? She said it was a good talk. <laughs> I went, Well it was because I felt like whatever I was talking about I needed to tone it down because I don't want you to my voice inflections to turn you off while I'm saying something you need to hear. You see that? I don't want you to walk on. Oh, was he mad? I was happy. This scripture right here has helped me. It's not, love's not touchy. Don't get your, I'm going to say it the way Justin says it. Don't get your panties in a wad every time somebody says something. Is that Jordan? Oh, that's Jordan. Jordan, that's your fault. Okay, I'm going to go a little deeper now. Edmund Burke says the only way, only thing necessary for triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Yeah. Folks, we've got a lot of good men doing slap nothing right now. Yes. The church is doing not much. The church is very quiet and very silent on issues. Yeah. That you need to raise your voice on the issues. Amen. This is not about race. That's right. If you're in this church and you're of African American descent, I love you. I care about y'all. I don't see color. Although I do think about you when I'm on the beach and I'm trying to get there and it's taken me. Okay, that's it. That's it. I'm just, listen to me. God did not mess up making, making pigment. But we cannot turn every disagreement into a race issue. Someone asked me one time why I didn't vote for Barack Obama, and I said I didn't agree with his stance. And they accused me of being racial. I'm not racist because I didn't agree with his stance on homosexuality, and I didn't agree with his stance on abortion, and I didn't agree with on Clinton or Hillary or anybody white either, and I don't agree. And now I voted for George W. Bush, and now I wished I hadn't when I found out that he's a Freemason and he's in an occult. And I'm not afraid to tell you that I don't like the guy. And, I, and he said he was a Christian and I bought it. But once I learned the truth, I quit running around being stupid because he's white. That would be racism. If you vote for someone because of their color, you're a racist. Did you hear me? Vote platform. Find out what these guys believe. You're going to answer to God for that. Folks, it's, it, if, if there ought to be one place on this planet... Love reigns. It should be in this room right here. Amen. They ought to see the way we treat each other and say, what are y'all doing? Amen. Amen? Amen? That doesn't mean that we agree with their platform. Amen. Proverbs eighteen seventeen. I wrote one from a very famous person, and I know that y'all... I have never heard it before, but I'm going to read it. Diverse, divorce your opinion from your heart. Your opinion may be wrong and your heart may be right. Yeah. Daryl Morgan. <laughs> I wrote that. I'm going, to, I'm going to see that in a book one day and go, I said that. Let me read it again. Divorce your opinion from your heart. Your opinion may be wrong and your heart right. You know, I, I know people in this church love God, and I know they love me, and I know they love each other. You could be wrong in your head. All of us have had times where we've backed up and went, wait a minute, wait a minute, I think I'm wrong about that. All right. Proverbs 18, 17. How are we doing for time? Oh, we're good. Proverbs 18, 17. We're going to do a few Proverbs and Psalms right now. Say the righteous are bold as a lion. Yeah. Now again, I want you to understand, I'm not, I'm I'm being kind of strong right now, but when I walk out of this church, I'm not normally... I don't normally get in people's faces. I, I have. But I don't normally jump in their face and jump in their stuff. But I am not quiet when I need to open my mouth. There's a time to open your You know, and I'm sitting here looking at Megan, and I know that some of you guys went to. Aren't y'all glad that Rodney took the stand he did? I am very uh, impressed with that. And I mean, do you realize that the church jumped all over him? It took a lot of character for that man to take the stand he did. He took a lot of heat. It, more from the church than he did the world. But he paved the way, and the rest of the body of Christ has now come along The Baptist Church in California is Sue in California and Andrew's Sue in Colorado. And there's another church someplace right now. They're in a lawsuit because you've you've got people on the left that have decided they've got the right to shut churches down. But yet they're allowing people to run through the cities and burn cities down and there's no mask on them. Folks, that's hypocrisy. That's wrong. You don't have a constitutional right to shut a church down. And you're in a fight. We're in a fight for right and wrong and, and good and bad. This is not about Democrat and Republican. The left hijacked the Democratic Party. And if you don't understand that, go find out. Proverbs 18 17. A lot of bad stuff going on. 18 17. Let me see. I need to. I may be wrong. I think I am. Ah. Oh, I'll figure it out later. Go to Proverbs 21.2. I hope that's not wrong. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the hearts. The, the other one is, is Lisa's, the one I found, and I, now I can't find it again. 18.7. Let me read and see if that's it. That's the one I wanted. No. Is it right? Yeah, that's right? Oh, it is right. It, I wasn't accustomed to reading it in the New King James. The first one to please his cause seems right until his neighbor comes and examines him. Now, let me say this because I'm trying to calm down. I really am. All of us in this room have an opinion and there's, that doesn't mean your heart's wrong. Well, what are you going to do if someone sits down with you and goes, let me ask you some questions about that. What do you think about this, this, and this? Folks, listen, I've had a lot of opinions about things. And then somebody came along and sat and went and, and talked to me and I went, well, I, I, I never thought of that. What is wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it. You know why your opinions aren't changing? You're not talking to anybody. That's right. You know, when you talk to a sinner, you're going to have to change his opinion and he's going to have to listen to you or he's, things aren't going to go well. Now that's called stubborn. There, there's a lot of things that you need to change. There's a, there in all of your life while you're here, you, there may be, if all you're running around with is your little friends and y'all all think alike, you're not going to change. And most of the time when you hear something different, you're going to have your flash it is going to go through a hurt feeling. What is that? Nothing. She hurt my feelings. Because she told you the truth? Your feelings should not rule you. But most people, their feelings mean more to them than the Bible. Well, I was listening to him on Wednesday night, and I'm going to tell you, I left with my feelings hurt. I don't care what he says. I was hurt. No, your flesh is wrong, and you're stubborn. Right. Come on, y'all. Let me tell you a story. Billy Graham tells a story about a friend of his, and he was in California. And he was preaching the gospel. And this friend came in and sat right up on the front row. And about halfway through his message, he got up and he stormed out to let Billy and everybody know he didn't appreciate what Billy was saying. I mean, right, he made a, a, a donkey out of himself in front of the whole tent. Stomped out. The next night, he came back. He said, about halfway. Billy Graham got halfway through his message and he got up and he stomped out. God don't do this. I am not a sinner. I know who this guy says I am, but I'm not a sinner. But he just got up and stomped out. The next night he came in sat on the back row. Three quarters way through the message, he got up and just walked out. Didn't stomp out, just walked out. The fourth night he came in sat on the back row. And at the end of the message, he got up and came forward and got saved. Yeah. You know what God's doing? He's getting stupid out of him. Listen to me. There's a lot of things that God and people have said to me, and I didn't like it when they said it, but it was true. I needed to hear it. Mary Fran came in my office one day and said, you're too rough, and I told her, you're wrong. And she just looked at me and she said, I said, Kenneth Copeland's rough, and I mean she just told me, you stop it. I said, I paid to bring you here. (laughs) And she's in my office rebuking me. And I got... She hurt my feelings, (laughs) and then a little while later, I got on beside my desk and repented. Mm. (laughs) Are y'all out there? Did you go home? Of course, other people told me that, and I told them they were all wrong, and I didn't pay any attention to them because you don't know what I'm going through. Aren't we all funny? I'm blaming my circumstances on my attitude. And I did it, and that's why I know you do it. Yeah. 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 And God's to finally send somebody, and Mary France said this. He'll deal with your conscience first, he'll bring a prophet second, and he'll judge you third. I went. I'm changing, God. I'm changing. Come on, y'all. All right. Did Jesus get on to the Pharisees? Go to John 8. Are you all ready for this? Are you ready? Are you sure you're ready? Are you sure? All right, fixing to get kind of, you know, like, oh, oh, oh. this ain't in no promise box. Ain't no books written on this or nothing. I mean, Kenneth Copeland, Kenneth Hagin, ain't nobody got a sermon on this. Anywhere. John 8, 42. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees. Do you think he loves them? One more time. Do you think he loves them? Now, let's go up to 37. I know you are of your Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I speak what I have seen with my father, and you do what you've seen with your father. And they answered and said, Abraham's our father. And Jesus says, if you were Abraham's children, you'd do the works of Abraham. Now you seek to kill me, a man who told you the truth, which I heard from God. And Abraham didn't do this. And you you do the deeds of your father. And they said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. And Jesus says, if God were your father, you'd love me. For I proceeded forth and came from from God. And I came to myself, but you sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you're not able to listen to me. You were of your father, the devil. Sweet Jesus. Are y'all listening? Let me tell you something. Every sermon he preached wasn't sweet. But he cared about them, didn't he? He cared about their soul. And then later you will hear many Pharisees came to believe in Jesus. Folks, you shall know the truth and the truth will do what? It will set you free. I've told some people before, very kindly, if you, don't, if you don't receive Jesus, when you die, you're going to go to hell. You're going to go to hell. Now, this is one of the things that I said the other day and it didn't, and people got mad at me. Every time somebody dies on Facebook, don't deify them. Well, you know, they they went to be with Jesus. Ruth Ginsburg did not. She's in hell. She didn't go to heaven. quit, Quit making everybody a saint. Why did I say that? Because I'm trying to be a jerk? No. Because you've got young people watching your Facebook. And they think they're going to heaven even though they don't live right either. And you're helping the cause. So I got on Facebook and said something about it. Stop sending wicked people to heaven. I don't mean you have to be mean about it, just go, She's not with she's not with Jesus. You say it's sweet if you want to. Are you all out there? Everybody in this nation right now thinks they're going to heaven. Hillary thinks she's going to heaven. Barack Obama's a Christian. He's a Muslim, homosexual Christian. Really? I'm not quite sure where that scripture's found, but it's not anywhere in my Bible. And you mention that to people, and they go, well, you're a racist. Nothing to do with skin. I'm just talking about his belief system. The Pope. Are we on him now? Yeah. The Pope now says that all religions lead to God. That's the most wicked heresy on the planet. Yeah. That's a heretic. Yes. Sweet Jesus. Yeah. And how many times you're going to walk into church and the preacher stands up and says, the Pope's going to hell. Yeah. I was at a shoot. I was at a competition one day and somebody came along and they, they started asking me questions about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he said something to me and and he, and he did, and he'd said something about the, the Pope. And I said, well, that'd be nice if he was a Christian. And, and all of the men said, well, the Pope's a Christian. I mean, I got 20 men standing around me asking me, they're all sinners. I'm not, I'm not about to start compromising right now. And I said... The way you make it to heaven is you believe. Now, they asked me about the Pope. I'm not going to talk about the Pope. I'm going to talk to them about their souls right now. I'm not not out to trash the Pope. That doesn't do me any good. I got 20 men around me that think the Pope's a Christian. And it gave me an opportunity to tell them what a Christian is. And I'm going to use it. I said a Christian is a person who believes Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead. And they've made him the Lord of his life. The Pope did not do that and he believes all religions lead to God and Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody gets to heaven but by me and I've got 20 men around me that just got the gospel because I'm not afraid to talk about the Pope is not a Christian. I'm not out to trash him. But somebody out there needs to hear These men need to get saved. When I get up in the morning I go shoot guns, I go, God, use me today. And if he opens the door, I'm going to preach. John the Baptist wasn't a nice guy either. There's a time you might need to step on a few toes if you want. Come on. All right. Anyway, sweet Jesus told them they were all of the devil and we understand that we wouldn't have him in our church if he's going to preach like that either. So, You have your father the devil and the desires of your father you will do. He's a murderer from the beginning, does not stand in the truth and there's no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own accord. He's a liar and he's the father of it. Amen. Woo! Two minutes. Where am I doing? Go to Proverbs 1. I've got more scriptures but I don't have time. I want everybody to say this so I'll feel good. Pastor. Pastor. We still love you. Love you. All right. Proverbs 120. Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open square. She's crying in the chief concourses at the openings of the gates of the city. She speaks her words. How long, and and the word simple here is naive. How long will you naive ones be naivet? How long will you love simplicity? Scorners delight knowledge. Fools hate knowledge. Fools don't want to know the truth. Listen to me. There's people in this church, they don't want to know the truth. They don't want to change and they don't want to know the truth. There's people in America, they don't want to know the truth. They just want to throw their fit. They don't want to know the truth. Now let's read the rest of this. Surely I'll pour out my spirit on you and I'll make my words known to you because I called you and you refused. I stretched out my hand and no one regarded. You disdained my counsel and would have had none of my rebuke. I'm going to laugh at your calamity. I want you to think he's talking to the United States right now. I would have, and would have none of my rebuke. I'm going to laugh at your calamity. I'll mock when your terror comes. And when your terror comes like a storm, and destruction comes like a whirlwind, distress and anguish come upon you. And they'll call on me. I'm not answering them. They're going to seek me diligently. They won't find me. They hated knowledge. They have never chosen the fear of the Lord. They don't have any, they won't have my, they don't want my, my counsel. Folks, that's serious. Mm-hmm. When I read this, the Lord said this to me today. He said, Pastor, he said, Daryl, there are people they don't want to know. I'm trying to talk to them. They, they're ignorant. If you're ignorant, you don't want to know. Because the only way you're going to find truth is you're going to have to go looking for it. You want to know what's going on in the world? Go find out. Find out about the New World Order. Find out about the fact that this... this, this. Do you know why the coronavirus was taken out of America and sent to China? Do you all know why? You didn't even know it did. <laughs> they tried to patent a virus. You can't patent a virus in America. And the, and the government got on to them for it, so they sent it to China where you can patent it. They patented it over 10 years ago. Don't tell me they don't know about it. When you have patents on a virus. They're going to use it. And when they stood up and said it would break out during this election. Somebody planted it. Why? Why don't we find out why? Are y'all out there? Did you go home? You, there are people on the earth. They're wicked. They're corrupt to the core. The virus, the, 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 the thing they're sticking what's the shot? The, the vaccine has in it. And, and the people making it have never had anything. They don't, they're not doctors. They're, they're, they know nothing of, of health. Nothing. There's, and the vaccine is chemicals that will drop your immune system and you will not die quickly, but you will die slow. Because they said there's too many people on the planet. Why don't y'all know this? Do you people that are black know why they started abortion? To eliminate y'all. That's wicked folks. Why are you voting for it? Why are you you voting for the people trying to eliminate your race? I I may offend you. You may not like that. What's her name? Sangra. And who gave her an award? Hillary. Folks, wake up and smell the coffee. Come on, somebody. Why don't you know these things? And there is a chip in it. There is a chip. And it bothers me. And and our defense system in America is one of the people putting it together. And I'm asking the questions now. Does Trump know it? Because if I find out he does, I'm taking my red hat off. And I'm going to raise Cain. Amen. 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 Now do I think that he's go- I don't know what's going to happen but I'm going to tell y'all something right now. I'm trying to pastor this church. <laughs> I want y'all to like me and love me and get along with each other. And I want you to find out what's going on and I want you to start standing up against the wrong that's going on in the world. And if you, if you disagree with what I said, go find out if, I, go find out if I'm blowing smoke. There was, what was the joke I told you today Lisa about the um, I'm trying to I'm trying come up here come up here There, there's... I got people in here so mad at me I got to tell them a joke huh I don't think of it it's... huh Who's in heaven? No. How do no, you know
1: there's coffee in
0: heaven? Cuz Hebrews, that's how I know. That's Ashley's only joke. She doesn't know any jokes but that joke. She's been telling that joke since we were in Israel and it's the only one she knows. She doesn't know any more jokes. Hey. Hey. Contrary to what you may believe, I love every one of you guys. I love y'all. You know, God puts me in this position. He drops a pastor's heart. Why would you believe a lying demon on channel two and not believe a man God put in the office? Those people are lying through their teeth. And you're running around telling me what they said. Folks, they're paid. They're going to keep their job. We need to get in here one day and talk about what the new world order is. Why would anybody buy into it? They're buying into it. One world government, one world monetary, one world religion. It will stop all crime and all wars. And their goal is noble. And it's wicked as the devil. It is the Tower of Babel trying to be built again. Same spirit. I know, I know I'm out of time. Do, do yourself a favor if, if, if I said something you didn't like. Go check me out. And if you find out I'm wrong. Bring it into my office and show me. I'll stand up and publicly. Um, go. I'm wrong. Please forgive me. I had another video. I was going to show you. But I'm not going to. Prager, Prager too did a great video on. Um, the, the media silencing people. When, when you are standing for what's Right. Stop apologizing for being right. Not apologizing for being right. Amen. Well, if you're here tonight and I never see you again, (laughs) I have a song for you. I'll see you in the rapture. I'll see you in the rapture. I'll see you in the rapture one sweet day. Meet me at the pearly gates and we'll talk about it. Amen? Amen? Can I pray for us before I go? I'm starting to feel it. I mean, I can feel it. Like, I feel the love. I feel the love. Father God, I, I, I have such a burden on my heart, what Joyce Meyer started with, it. it We've got to raise our voices about what's going on in this nation, and it's not good. There's too much corruption, there's too many wicked people, and there's too too many voices screaming, like she said, and they're getting their way because they're throwing fits, and we're sitting around silent. I'm asking that this church and the churches in America, pastors in this nation, would begin to rise up. It is time for us to raise our voices about what's going on in this nation and what is wrong. It's not the people. It says, Father, this is not racial. This has nothing to do with Mexicans. It has nothing to do with the border. It's, 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 it's right versus wrong. And, Father, in every race and every culture, there's, there's good, good people. And, Father God, there's good, godly people. And I pray for this election coming up, and I pray for the next four years, and I pray for the time after that you would have your way in this nation. Now, you said that there will be a move of God, and I believe there will be. And I, I believe that you're gonna, we're going to see a church rise up so full of God, the Holy Ghost. But there's so many changes we're going to have to make before that happens. And we're going to have to start loving you with all of our heart and loving one another. And we're going to have to love truth. And we're going to have to start being more vocal about it. And, Father, we got family and friends that if we brought up the things we believe with them, it wouldn't go well. But we're going to have to anyway. It's time for us to start speaking up. And, Father, I pray over everybody in the sound of my voice that if I said something they disagree with, you'll show them where they need to change, or I do. And I give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church.